So when I started trying to raise money from, you know, different organizations and VCs, I know many times it just, you know, harder for them to give money to us. Then again, God just say, hey, all you have to just do make the first step so we vonza is self-funded uh but we that's got incredible yeah we self-funded and that's another tip i want to give to somebody too sometimes you just gotta start you don't have to try to figure out all of these things in about three years now putting a million dollars of my own money into it man but when i first started i didn't have that one million to put into it yeah. and i didn't know it was going to cost that much right but thank <laughs> god i didn't know because i just wanted if to you had known you probably i probably would have done it because there's a lot of other things i could do with a million dollars you know i probably but sometimes the guy will not show you the whole picture yeah he's just waiting for you cyrus to take the first step Amen. don't worry about the second third fourth fifth just take the first step yeah and when you take the first step you're going to see that guy's already waiting for you at the second step to make it happen as i'm sure y'all are well familiar with by now Tech is the new black. We talk about breaking into tech, scaling in tech, and starting your own tech business. Now, the guest that we have today isn't just someone who started his own tech business, but his business is wildly successful. He has an incredible story that we can't wait to share with y'all. Now, one quick thing that I do want to ask everyone, if you can please let us know this, we are stepping into a realm where we're thinking about interviewing more founders, similar to our guest today, uh, but founders, not just for the purpose of, of you hearing the story of someone who started a tech company so you can start your own, but also interview founders that are hiring so that way you know as you're watching the podcast you might be able to get a hiring opportunity a six-figure job opportunity through watching the podcast that's something we're thinking about doing let us know in the comments if y'all want to see more of that or if you want us to continue interviewing uh, people who are working great jobs in tech and getting insights from that so please let us know we'd love to hear from you uh, that being said, we're going to go ahead and get into this episode. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and read off my guest bio so that way you all get very familiar with who it is. You put respect on his name. Uh, so, Uyi Abraham came to America with only $100 and a suitcase of clothes and, and now has founded Vonza.com, the first black-owned, all-in-one software for entrepreneurs and creators to create and sell online courses and easily grow their businesses online. He grew Vonza.com from zero to 15,000 customers and a $30 million valuation in under three years. He is a highly sought after speaker, author, and business coach. He also founded the New Rich and Higher Place Christian University. He has been featured on Forbes, CNBC, Black Enterprise, Fox, Yahoo Finance, ABC, TEDx, and now Tech is a New Black Podcast. Y'all give a virtual round of applause if you're driving to your car, listening, tap your steering wheel so you don't wreck. As if you're giving an applause for our guest today, Uyi Abraham. Hi, Cyrus. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure being yeah. here. And uh, I just want to say to that, I just, I'm just so excited about what you're doing. So about a year ago or less than, you know, I came across your show. I've seen some of your episodes. And I took a screenshot of my phone. I put it on my bucket list that I want to be on the show. So I'm excited that, that I'm here. So, you know, just to tell somebody out there, just giving value really early, you know, don't you know, don't give up on your dreams. So it's one of my dreams yeah. to be on this show because Tech is a New Black is really amazing. And it's great to see a lot of black people doing things in tech, you know. Thank you, man. I appreciate it a lot. And I think it's really cool that, you know, so I know you had mentioned before offline that your wife had, uh, she had showed something to you with the podcast. I think it's so cool because like, I'm, I'm a huge believer of 
because one of the things I struggle with is me keeping up with people that are like messaging. They yeah. want to go to the show. And it, sometimes it's hard to filter through people that, because at the end of the day, we, we care about our audience. So it's really hard sometimes filtering through, okay, who's of good value to bring on that could really like bring a lot of value to our audience. Yeah. And so one of the things that I love is how one, your wife reached out, two, you saw it, you screenshot it, you believed in it. But three, you continue putting in the work behind the scenes to where even though I remember I remember communicating with your wife after you shared it with me. Okay. Uh but then Fake also on the out. flip side, mm-hmm. when I saw you on another podcast, okay. it reminded me and I connected the dots and I was like, oh, that's the same person. <laughs> and so I, I love that. And, and yeah. I think um, it just all kind of worked out really well the way it all tied together, especially because now we're shifting into interviewing more tech founders. And so this is a really perfect opportunity, um, the way that all of this played out. So super happy to have you on, man. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, man. So let's go ahead and jump into this. Uh, so, man, let's get to it. So, man, first off, and this is something I actually don't know. I want to know. So what part of Africa are you from and how did you make it? You know, how did you make it here in America with just a hundred bucks and a bag full of clothes to being successful? Yeah, thank you so much. So I came to America a few years ago. I'm from Nigeria. Okay. Which is Shouts like, out Nigeria. <laughs> yeah, Nigeria. Yeah. So amazing, amazing country. So I came to America a few years ago with just a hundred dollars and a suitcase of clothes in search of the American dream. So, you know, in Nigeria, the culture is that either you are a doctor, a lawyer, an accountant, or you're a failure, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Anything else is not considered successful, you know? So my dream was to be a medical doctor. So I came here, wanted to become a gynecologist. So I came to America with just a $100 suitcase of clothes and a heart full of dreams, you know? Then coming here, find America is not kind of how we thought it was back in Africa. Like you just pluck money on the trees, everybody's like Jay-Z <laughs> or Beyonce living in mansions and stuff like that. So yeah. Do so they, was, do they, do they, I guess, do they somewhat talk about America like that? Where yeah, they feel, yeah, because most times they see Hollywood, they see the celebrities, yeah. they see people doing well. So they feel like everybody in America is just so wealthy and just oh. living the great life that you know, once you come to America, the thinking is that you just become successful automatically. Yeah. Like it's a land of opportunity, which it is, you yeah. know, but you still got, you still got to put in the work and the also, but we didn't know that back home. So many of us just came here in faith and then we came and found the reality that, yeah, it's a great land, but you still got to put in the work and the hustle yeah. and figure out your way, you know, so. Yeah, man, you've yeah. done, you've done that though. Yeah. You've I, done I, that. I, yeah. yeah. That's incredible, man. So. So I guess what was that journey? So you you came here to America and you realize, oh snap, okay, it's not just money trees. It's like so. What was some of the work that you did to get started before you launched your business? Yeah. So when I first came in, so I was living with my dad at the time, you know, and then you know we had this big issue with you know now wanting to continue with medicine. So that kind of kind of threw me out of the house. uh, Yeah, because African dad is a pride to have your son be a doctor or engineer or an accountant or a lawyer, you know? And I was like, I wanted to just quit medicine and go into business and into entrepreneurship. And this is like over a decade ago, where it's not like big right now, whereby right now you see a lot of people successful online. So back then there was not a lot of black people doing what 10 years ago doing, yeah. 10, 15 years ago. So that really scared him. I was like, okay, I can't support you, dream you got to figure it out on your own so like, okay you got to go at midnight so i was i got kicked out of the house and then started sleeping on a friend's couch and sleeping in a car 
you know, and then I found my first job at the movie theater, at Lewis Theater in Houston, Texas. I was working at $6.15 an hour, you know, so from there, you know, I just had to do one job to the other to kind of get me here. But even at that time, they were making $6.15 an hour. I still felt like I was wealthy compared to, you know, my lifestyle in Nigeria. Because Nigeria, you know, we came from like a kind of lower middle class family and, you know, it was kind of traumatic. You know, I think I grew up with what I call poverty trauma. Poverty yeah, trauma yeah. is that when you experience so much lack and poverty, it just kind of traumatizes you. Pretty much, you try to do that for the rest of your life, you know. For example, growing up in Nigeria, I don't ever remember eating a full boiled egg except if I was sick christmas or easter or some special sundays a full boil egg well, exactly. that was like a special that was like it, it was like a special wow. delicacy and part of it was i was growing up with my mom my grandma and she had so many kids in the house so you know sunday the boy egg you split into four places so the part you get is your protein in the food you know so you would get a you would eat a quarter you and three others exactly Y'all was split one boiled boy egg, egg. And that's the egg you can get for maybe the next one or two weeks. I don't ever remember eating like a full like chicken thigh or chicken leg, except it was Christmas Man. or Easter, you know? And that's why many Africans too, like me, that's when we eat chicken, we eat the bones too, right? Like yeah. sometimes when I first came, I went to KMC, KFC and I see Americans eat chicken, just they put it down. I'm like, what are you doing? You yeah. know, like back home, we eat the chicken, we have to eat the bones because there's not a lot of chicken portion that is assigned wow. to you. So that was how it was growing up. So many times I had to pretend I was sick to be able to eat a good meal that I wanted. Oh, so they would give you more food. Yeah, because going to the hospital was more expensive. So grandma, then I'll pretend I couldn't eat. So grandma knew if you don't eat, you're going, if I don't eat, I'm going to die. So I'm like, I can't eat. Uh, you want this? I'm like, no. What do you want? I'm like, I want fried egg, two fried egg with, <laughs> with two sliced bread <laughs> and a cup of tea, you know. I had to like, you know, do those things just to be able to eat egg and bread. Something yeah. as simple as egg and bread. I have ever recall eating ice cream too. So that was some of the things that I came to America with. And then, you know, thank God I'm, I'm here today. <laughs> man, thank God for real. Wow. I mean, man, at that point, it's like, yo, the American dream is really just being able to eat like a full meal. <laughs> like, it's like uh, the Hollywood stuff is cool. But at that point, man, man, so, so man, congratulations, first and foremost, for making it here. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you've made it beyond just making it here. We're, yeah. we're about to go ahead and get into that. So, so man, so... Uh, so you had a $30 million valuation of your tech business in Vonza. So what does your company Vonza do exactly and how did you start it? Yeah, thank you so much. So just to kind of continue my story on how I got to Vonza. So then I started working jobs, then I got married, then I had a baby on the way. And then it just dawned on me I was working, making $14 an hour. That making $14 an hour is not going to be enough for me to take care of myself, my wife, my children, and my dream, and do philanthropy, and give back to my church, so something got to yeah. give. So then I started learning how to build websites. So from websites, I learned photography, videography, and just started doing different things, you know. Then I started learning, then I started tax preparation business. The people started asking me about, hey, can you teach me how to, you know, and start a tax business? Then I learned about something called online course. So I started creating online course and doing coaching programs. Then 
one day I was having my launch of my new course and then my plugins broke because I was tying multiple tools to run my online course business. Yeah. I had a program for my course, one for my coaching, another software for my email, another software for my marketing, another software for my payments. Man. So I had like seven, eight tools I was tying, using Zapier to kind of tie them all together. Yeah. And then I was so, it was so shameful just to see that, you know, I couldn't make them work or talk together quite well in this event. And that was when I just kind of had a light bulb moment. That was around 2019. That Alcane, at that time, 2019, you can press a button on your phone and a car, a taxi come to you called Uber. Yeah. We can send people in the moon. I was like, Cyrus, I was like, how come we can have this technology and nobody thought about a real simple, only one platform that gives me all the tools I need to run a successful online business in one place. Yes. Without tying all these tools together, dealing with the tech frustration, wasting time and money. Because paying for 12, 10 to 12 tools is a lot more expensive than paying for one easy to easy two. And then there was nothing like that out there. That was around 2019, that was all in one. Many of those tools, the philosophy in tech was that you should solve one vertical problem yeah. and go really deep. Yeah. I remember at that time, even MailChimp, I was trying to you know, raise some funds from them. It was like, just focus on one thing. Don't try to do all in one now. They try to do all in one now. Yes, So exactly. everybody try to do all in one now. ClickFunnels, just focus on funnels. Teachable was just on courses. And I was like, why can't we just do it all? I mean, we can build a good, yeah. easy to use only one to that talk well together, but yeah. nobody was thinking about it. Yeah, I know one of the things from working in tech, like when I got in the industry, and this is something I probably should let people know ahead of time, is that when you get at a company, most tech companies, you get at the company, and it's like you kind of have to learn about 20 other companies yeah. just to do your job because you're using this software for this, this, this software for that, uh -huh. that software for this, this yeah. integration. And I'm like... <laughs> And even me, when, like when I first got in the industry and I was completely new, I was like, why Why is there not a, a company or a product that just encompasses all of these things? Why is it that we have to go to 20 different companies just for me to do? I got to be an expert on 20 other companies just for me to do my job. Exactly. exactly. That's just always been the mindset with technology. Yeah. So they feel like, you know, you can only really be good at one thing. And I'm like, yeah, but... Our one thing in Vonza is online business. That's our yes, one thing. That's the one thing. But online business encompasses. It encompasses everything. Like yeah. an online business going with courses, coaching, payments, emails, funnels. That's yeah. it's all one thing, which is online business. So that was a problem I was solving. So that's how I started Vonza. Uh, people always ask me, the name is very fun. Vonza, right? People like, where did the name come from? So what happened was that so when I started that night when you know, my tools broke and I couldn't launch my course. You know, I just lay down the bed and I just pray and say, God, you know, I really feel like I should solve this problem, not only for myself, but for potentially millions of other entrepreneurs out there that just want to focus on running their business and not dealing with tech and integrations and all these things, you know. And as I lay down the bed, I just felt like God just said, Vanza. I never heard that word before. Yeah. It's not a combination of words. Right, so it's a Vonza, and I just say, Okay, Vonza. I went to GoDaddy, I saw somebody else already had. I wanted a sign from God, like, Okay, Jesus, if I see Vonza.com, not that code, not that net, not that all, exactly, that'll be my sign. And so I, I just prayed, and I saw somebody already had Vonza.com. 
but they wanted five figure story. So I try to negotiate with my GoDaddy person and the person will not budge and guys are just paid. I say, hey, it's my American Express. So I bought the domain name vonza.com. And so then started putting my tech team together. I'm not a technical founder or such. I can code a little bit, yeah. but I'm not, I can't write deep software yeah. and stuff well, like the, that. The notion of being a tech founder isn't that you can code uh it's not that you can code. It's just that you've just founded a, a tech business. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, that's totally fine. You can't code. You still have a tech company. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm taking some classes here and there. I think that's really wonderful yeah. because... Actually, one of things, if, okay. if I can insert really quickly, I actually think that's something, a point that I want to harp on for the audience. I was going to uh, do that, that too. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yo, you can have... So, I want y'all to... I want to point out, yeah. 30, $30 million valuation yeah. with his business. And he doesn't know how to code. So when we talk about breaking the breaking the tech scale and tech start your own tech business, it's like that doesn't necessarily mean you have to go in that order. So if you're someone that you have a business, maybe you're an entrepreneur or business owner, and you're like, man, I don't necessarily want to work in tech. I just want to learn more about technology yeah. to grow my business or, or to have technology be the backbone of my business. I really think he is a great example and blueprint as to like the fact that you actually can do that. Yeah, you can, you know, because you don't. Uh, you know, you don't have to know how to do all the different things. You just have to have the dream and the vision and the passion yeah. and the idea, you know. So and that goes to tell a lot of, you know, audience watching right now that you can be a tech founder. You don't have to be a coder and engineer or whatever. You don't have to be, you know. And one of the things that's also scaring people like us from going to tech is funding, right, which sadly... You know, there's a bias, technological bias going on out there. It's harder for people of color and even women to get funding from white boys, mm -hmm. VCs, than, you know, people of color, you know. Even women don't get as much money. White women don't get as much money, but they get more money than black people. Yeah. So when I started trying to raise money from, you know, different organizations and VCs, I know many times it just, you know, harder for them to give money to us then again god just say hey all you have to just to make the first step so we vonza is self-funded uh but we that's got incredible yeah we self-funded and that's another tip i want to give to somebody too sometimes you just gotta start you don't have to try to figure out all of these things in about three years now i've put in a million dollars of my own money into it man but when i first started i didn't have that one million to put into it yeah. and i didn't know it was going to cost that much right but thank <laughs> god i didn't know because i just went if to you had known you probably, I probably would have done it because there's a lot of other things i could do with a million dollars you know <laughs> i probably but sometimes the guy will not show you the whole picture yeah he's just waiting for you cyrus to take the first step Amen. Don't worry about the second, third, fourth, fifth. Just take the first step. Yeah. And when you take the first step, you're going to see that God's already waiting for you at the second step to make it happen. You know, there are times whereby, you know, the, the you know we need funds to maybe hire the team or do some marketing. You know, uh, I was uh, on David Chance. Shout out to David Chance podcast. Yeah, shout out to David Chance. Uh, you know, and somebody watched it. A black brother's like, wow, black guy doing tech and stuff like that. So I want to meet with you. I was like, okay, what's he talking about? And to cut a long story short, you know, just love what we're doing. Just give us six figures. Wrote us a check. So I want to support black tech. Also got the founder of Calendly. You know, top, oh, top. Wow. Yeah, yeah. He also supported us financially. That's incredible. So we've seen some black dope entrepreneurs saying wow we see what Vonza is doing trying to we want to be the first one billion dollars black owned company in our space yeah. you know and we've seen some support from people that want to support black tech because 
We want to all see tech being the new black. Hey y'all, we have some incredible, incredible news that I'm super excited about to finally announce our private tech community. Yes, yes, you heard that right a private tech community exclusively for you all who want more than just a podcast, you want more than just the FAQs, you wanna talk with tech recruiters, you wanna talk with, with hiring managers, you wanna talk with coaches, you wanna talk with people that can help with editing and rewriting your resume. Maybe you're somebody where you just wanna be a part of a community where we're talking about updates of what's happening in the software industry. Y'all, this community that we've launched is also going to involve a Discord where we're gonna be talking about updates in tech, we're gonna be talking about companies that are hiring. We're gonna be talking about upcoming tech events. So that way you don't have to miss any of the gems that I know, but not even just what I know, but the gems that friends of mine that are also in the tech industry know as well. So if you wanna be a part of that community, go ahead and sign up so that way you can join us. We have a few different tiers. Ultimately, it's all tuned in for you. Oh, and last thing, also within this community, we're gonna be streaming all of our interviews with our podcast guests. So instead of you having to wait months to watch the videos later on, you will actually be able to watch the interviews in real time and ask your live questions to those guests. So make sure you join our tech community. So we know that the that the $30 million valuation proves that Vonza is more than worthwhile. One of the things I'm curious about is how have you been able to stand out with the competition? Yeah. So that's great. I think one of the things we did right at first, even though looking back, I probably would not have done it like that because uh, it's much harder to build multiple tools at one time yeah. than building one, two, and yeah. then just and adding. Then scaling, adding, and building. Exactly. Also, yeah. That's how we could have done it. Maybe it would have helped us. But we stood out early because we're the first true all-in-one platform. Yeah. You know, that give entrepreneurs and creators and coaches 12 plus tools all seamlessly connected together under one dashboard. So that kind of stood us apart because a lot of people, they were looking for that. They were tired of using all these different tools and integrations and stuff. You know, another thing that also helped us too was that, you know, I also kind of went pro-black a little bit, you know, so I was able to see a lot of, you know, black entrepreneurs come on board, which was not by design, because mm -hmm. we saw after a year in, white people were not signing up because my face and my voice was yeah. there. So sometimes, sometimes it's not like all racial, sometimes just the trust is not there. Yeah. Like you don't see a lot of black people building technology companies like this. So how can we trust it? So we just went um, pro-black and we see a lot of uh, black entrepreneurs come. Then we also stood out too by making it really easy and simple to use. Like Cyrus, we have a rule. I have a rule for my tech, my engineering team on Vonza. If anything cannot be built from start to scratch on Vonza in under 60 seconds, then that tool needs to be improved on. Want to make it, mm. and we give everybody two ways to, one of the things I also hate too with, with uh, tech products is looking for things. I hate trying to find, where's the, the button? Where, where should I, where's the, how do I change the color? Because sometimes these are just all over the place. So with Vonza, we try to give everybody at least two ways to do everything. So that wow. you don't have to be looking for it because I'm quite an impatient person when I want to get things done. I don't want to be spending hours trying to figure out, how, you know, change the color of a button, you know? Yeah. So that also helped us to stand out too because our UI, our US is very clean and very 
um, beautiful. Yeah, I, I was on the like, site. It's it's a really attractive yeah. site. Yeah, the 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 aesthetics and it's very intuitive as well. Yeah. I noticed that. So I love you touching on how I didn't notice that part, and I love that how you're serving your your customers in a way to where it's like, hey, to make it less complicated, we'll allow two different ways for you to do something. Yeah. So that way you have twice the opportunity to figure out how to do exactly two ways and. Of course, I'm black. I want to also make it easy for more yeah. African Americans to launch online businesses. And traditionally, technology scares us. Oh, yeah. So if yeah. we're trying to really help our people and we make it complicated or difficult, then we're not serving our people. So our tech team knows that we want to help more black people make money online, sell online, yeah. teach online, create online. Um, our people, we get scared to turn on the computer. So, <laughs> so, so we have to make it super easy so that at least it will be more encouraging for more of our people to, you know, make or be a part of the multi-trillion dollars online education yeah. industry. So when you mentioned earlier, and this is something I was curious about, when you had mentioned the rule that you created with your engineers where you said basically, hey, if it takes if it takes um, one of our customers longer than 60 seconds. 60 seconds to, to start and finish any task on Vonza, then, yeah, then it's, to it's too it. complicated or it needs to be improved. Yeah. Is that something like you came up with? Or yeah, I came up with it. Because, Bro, that's crazy. Yeah, that's like, a, yeah, because again, everybody want tech to be easy, yeah, and fun, yes, and to be seamless, right? Yeah. So, and I get frustrated personally when I can't find things, when I can't do things, when I don't know how to send this, create this automation, or I have to go to knowledge base. Like that's another thing I tell them too. Yeah. If we see customers having to go to the we just have our knowledge base just because we need to. But if we see customers having to use knowledge base before they can complete any task, then it's a failure. Because so, you should be intuitive enough, right, that we try to build everything in steps too. Whereby, okay, this, it will ride to the next step, to the next step, to the next step, to the next step. Now, if you want to customize, it's going to take you more than 60 seconds yeah. because you want to do your own flair. But if you want to like do something fast, step-by-step -step approach, just make it simple and easy. Yeah. So the, the reason why that kind of startled me, I, I love it. Like, have you... Have you had other businesses before? Because I'm trying to figure Definitely. out, like, okay, because I, I was like, I was like, that's not the way a first-time business owner thinks. Like, yeah. that's the way, like, you think when either, because because that level of caring about your customer yeah. is like, honestly, that's kind of that sounds very similar to like Amazon and Jeff Bezos, like yeah. how they talk about customer obsession. Yeah. So other companies say, oh, customer, like, oh, like we. Uh, customer service or we care about the customer and they talk about no customer obsession yeah and you thinking like that is like similar to jeff bezos where it's like that's like a level of like you obsessing over what really helps the customer in a major way that the two button or the, the two option rule man i love that i love it. i'm sorry i'm getting excited about <laughs> it because just hearing that i'm like just hearing hearing a founder who really is thinking through the in investing, that's a financial investment. I want y'all to also understand him saying, hey, y'all, let's find two ways to do something. That usually creates double the cost from his pocket exactly. for, for them to engineer that. Yeah, exactly. Or for you to say, hey, this needs to be done in under 60 seconds. That makes it more complicated. Now, it makes it easier for the customer, but more mm -hmm. complicated for, for the, the engineers. Yeah. Building out. Bro, so I, I, I just wanted to kind of point that out yeah. and not just skip past that and just point out how much I appreciate 
you caring that much about your customers and your audience, even though they wouldn't understand the complexities and the cost that it took to do something like that for them. Yeah, thank you for pointing that out. Yeah, it's just, you know, I just feel like that's how it should be, you know, because life is stressful by itself. Yeah. So why should technology be stressful too, yeah, right? Yeah, that's it real. It should be easier because we want people to make money, want them to serve their customers, mm -hmm. and then we see ourselves as their technology partner, right? So nobody want to deal with a stressful partner, right? So, and I think some of these things just come just inspiration from God you know, and just spending time with God daily and just getting these downloads. One yeah. thing I learned to from Steve Jobs is taking walks. Even before I came today, I take like an hour walk in the trail, mm. just being in nature. You know, yeah. I try to do that multiple times a week. You just get ideas, you clear your head, things just come. Sometimes yes. I don't know where it comes from, but it's like God just downloads those inspiration and ideas that's just been so exciting. And to touch on your other part, yeah, prior to Vons, I've also had some successful businesses and that's how uh, I was able to save fund uh, with a million dollars. I was on a Christian university, uh, which uh, launched in 20, 2010, 13 years mm -hmm. now. And we have graduated over 7,000 students. Right. And here's another big fact, soon, big numbers to our alumni collectively in, in 13 years have generated over $5 billion in revenue. We have a couple Whoa. of people, yeah, a couple of people who are doing a billion dollars in sales a year from their businesses that came through our school. And, you know, again, that's another, you know, business I started that people say, oh, black people shouldn't be starting a university. Black people shouldn't be starting a tech company. And you know the next one I want to do before I die, by the grace of God, I want to own a bank too. Black people should have banks too. You know, oh, right? you're just coming for all the stuff. You know? I love it. Yeah, why not? Because yes. I don't think that God made us inferior, you yeah, know, no, with other nationalities. So they think big, right? So yeah. why should we think small, yeah. right? This is America. Right, yes. a lot of opportunities. We can all do that. So let's, let's go. I love it. Yeah, that's one of my passion too. That our culture. Thank God, everybody's make a lot of people are making six, seven figures online, which is good. But let's start do. Let's let's move past that. Yes. Let's go to the billions now. Yes. Let's go to owning private equities, owning yes. banks, owning hospitals, owning, you know universities only multi-billion dollar tech companies only yes. stock exchanges you know big stuff that we see some other nationalities doing you know i think yeah. it's our time to do that now man i i agree entirely oh man oh all right we gotta get to these other questions you give me you give me hype i, I definitely want to talk to you offline about some of these things i'm excited about what you're doing all right so uh, so one of the things I noticed, I was going to ask you this, but you confirmed it earlier. So you are married, correct? Yes, I'm married. Okay, cool. All right. So look, so I already know, because I saw you on a, a Homeboy of Mine podcast <laughs> recently. And um, so one, I want to know, like, okay, once you went from, you know, working at the the, the cinema, the, the theater, to you, you know, you being a millionaire, having a company with a $30 million valuation, you being a successful tech founder, have you seen some women acting differently towards you? And also with our audience, a lot of our audience are people that are breaking into tech. The reason why I'm asking this isn't just to be spicy, but it's because a lot of our audience are people that are breaking into tech and particularly young yeah. men that are, they're finding themselves with a pool of women that are now kind of like in, in their face that now want to talk to them. So how have you been able to navigate that temptation and what's some advice you can give to young men that are now stepping into that six figures and eventually seven figures? I like that. So, yeah, I get it now. Interestingly, when I was broke, you know, I didn't really get a lot of attention, so to speak, yeah. you know. 
But you get wealthy, a lot of women, even though I'm married, they still send inboxes. When I went on that podcast, and women say, please, can you be my sugar daddy? And all that kind of stuff, you know. And, you know, you know, uh, you know, it's, it comes to the territory, you know. But what I would say to a black man was, anybody out there, if you're single, you know, marry a woman who loves you for you and mm. not for what you have or what you could have, yeah. you know. And that's one of the things that really helped me too. And also too, you know, find a woman too that will, that will, that want to also with you. That's not too much of a diva or a city girl. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want no right. city girls. You know, yeah, city, yeah, girls. city girl, diva, Instagram girls, you know. The hot girls too. Stay yeah. Hot girls. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that just want to come take or just want to, but a woman wants to make money with you, not the one that wants to take money from you. Yeah. Woo! Right? Say it again. A woman that wants to make money, make with, money you, with you. Make money with you. And not the one that wants to take money from you. A woman that will be like, you'll be like, baby, it's your bird. I want to buy a Chanel bag. Say, no, don't buy me a Chanel bag. You know, you're still trying to work on your dream. Let's invest that money into the business or some other stuff, right? Yes. So that's the kind of woman you want because she cares about the future. She cares about the potential of you both together yeah. and not just what she can take right now. But yes, what I heard from being on some of these shows, they love, there are women like that. Let me, that should be encouraging to make. A lot of men like, they don't make women like that no more. They do, but they are not always on Instagram. Yeah. So the ones you see on Instagram and TikTok, they are different nowadays. Oh, they're way when I, when, different. When I married my wife, bro, I had nothing. I couldn't go afford. I had a one-bedroom apartment. Yeah. I had no no bed. I was sleeping on a food turn. I had no dining set. My office desk or my dining set. I bought a wedding dress on eBay for fifty dollars. Whoa! I spent twenty-five dollars to dry clean it. And, and she, she and she, and she said, yeah. Wow. Because she, I told her a dream. I'm broke. I just came to America. I have this dream. We're going to work it together. We're going to be millionaires. It's going to take time. And she worked with you. She and she in walked it. with me from day one. She never stressed me out. She never said, my friends are going on vacation. She, she never told me to buy anything she knew I couldn't afford or yeah. that would put me in a uncomfortable situation. Yeah. That's one of the reasons I knew she was the one. Yeah. Right, there was one time I before I met her, I was dating a girl. She came to my apartment, I had no bed, I was sitting on a futon, one bedroom apartment, I had no couch, I had no dining set. She came in, she's like, Oh, is this your place? I'm like, Yeah, this is my place. She said, Okay, all right, I, I need to get something from the back, from the from the car. So she stepped out 30 minutes in, she never came back in. When I went out, Whoa. she she left. When I tried to call her, she blocked me. <laughs> That's cold. Some women cold, bro. Oh, they are. <laughs> they you. are. I, I remember. I remember way before I got in tech. I remember I was FaceTiming this uh, girl one time, and this is when I started noticing some women. Some women are so slick at them figuring out how much money you make or how much money they think you make. Yeah. I was facing. This is when I was living in the hood. I was FaceTiming this girl. And she made a comment one time, and I noticed whenever we'd be FaceTiming, she would always be like looking around at my background. And at first I didn't notice it. Stop But she playing. made a comment one time. She was like, well, Cyrus, look, I, I know you don't make a lot of money, but I still think you're cool. And in my head, I was like, you don't even know what I do. How do you know I don't make... I was how does this girl know I don't make a lot of money? And why does make I, a lot I of money when that's crucial anyway? She was like looking at my background. She was looking at my... She was basically trying to Size you look up. at things to figure things out. Yeah. And so... I remember now, of course, she ended up after I got in tech and she, she ended up seeing me on social media because she ended up unfollowing me, blocking me. I guess one of her friends told her about me and she ended up unblocking me and trying to spin the block. And I was like, nope, we good. Uh, and so but it, it's 
I, I love you mentioning that component of your wife. And I think I think there's a balance, though, because I know one of the things some women might be thinking is mm -hmm. like, oh, no, nah, but what if we get with a guy who doesn't have anything going on and like he doesn't he doesn't have that ambition or he doesn't become something uh, he doesn't become something uh, something great. And one of the things that I love is how you had the mentality. You said this earlier. If y'all are paying attention, you said this earlier when you said that, yeah, I was making $14 an hour and I knew when we had a child on the way, that's not enough for us. Yeah. We need something more. So yeah. I think it's important for, for one, for, yeah, for the women to, for the women to, to understand and be like, okay, let me, let me, I'm not going to say be a ride or die. But let me not be so caught up on finding a guy who's at the top already. Exactly. Because as I'm sure you know, when you find mm -hmm. a dude who's at the who's at the top and you meet him at the top, and he know you ain't been there with him shooting in the gym, is 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 uh, Rick Ross and, and Drake said, <laughs> it's like he might not appreciate you as much. Exactly. But I think on a reversal, one of the things that men need to hear is a piece you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, look, if you if you talking about marriage, you're talking about something serious with a woman, you do need to have that internal factor that isn't okay with just continuing with that $14 an hour job. Exactly. Looking for a job in tech can be tricky, but what if there's a way to automate the entire process? That's where Octoply.ai comes in. See, this software does all the work it takes for you to get hired from researching companies to scheduling interviews, and all you have to do is just show up. Octoply.ai is the first application of its kind that will find jobs that your top applicant for, apply to roles, reformat your resume, and manages interviews all while you sleep. So if you're tired of the tedious job search, try Octoply.ai today and let technology work for you. That's the key right there. You know, a man is a provider. Yeah. A man is a prov protector, right? And a man is a lover. A man is a servant. A man serves. Yeah. Jesus said, man, I have to lay down his life yeah. for his woman, right? So that's how a man should be. And I can't blame women 100% because oh, some no, of them have not. been burnt by these funny men, so to speak, you know, but that's not the definition of a man, you know, and a man needs to be able to think, to dream, to also, and even when things were rough, I didn't mind, I drove Uber, I I'll clean restaurant. It don't matter because yeah. I gotta provide for my family, yes. right? And she also saw my also. She knew I wasn't just all fluff, right? Mm -hmm. I think that also encouraged, that also helped, but she was just, built by God for me, that at the end of the day, she just she just loved me and she believed in me. She knew I was going somewhere. Yeah. Even till today we're wealthy, she still barely asks me for things, yeah. right? Because she's never been about stuff. Yeah. She just, just want to build life together, love, security. Those are things that are important to her, you know? But I'm not saying it's wrong for women to like material things, yeah. but I feel like if you didn't help him come up, yeah. you, you don't deserve to demand for stuff you know what yeah, i'm saying definitely. you know but if you can help him come up you know a lot of men are appreciative of that those kind of women you know yeah i, I kind of think of it i'm literally thinking of it in this moment i kind of think of it as the men who the husbands boyfriends whatever it's like the men who demand okay if you demand for your wife let's say you have a wife and she gives birth to you know a, a, one of your children or two whatever it's like one of the complaints that men have is that they want their woman to keep themselves looking good. But it's like, okay, if you're not, if you haven't made the financial investment, whether it's through a personal trainer, whether it's through various resources to help her keep herself in shape or, or get herself back in shape, it's like you can't really complain that much if you're not making it easy. If you haven't made the investment into her to get the ROI that you want then you can't really complain. But also think about it on the reverse where it's like, likewise, there are a lot of women that they want 
they want to to take from a man's mm-hmm. a man's finances, mm-hmm. but it's and like it's, it's like have you invested exactly in him to have that fine those finances exactly. in order for you to now claim the ROI of that Chanel bag or of those things? And I, I think there are too many women, and on the flip side, too many men today where they step up wanting a lot from someone when it's like you have not and you're wanting from from a pool that you haven't invested in exactly at all. you just want to show up and just kind of take yes. versus show up and like provide value and that's on both sides of the spectrum i think it's very very true and i think also too fundamentally especially since tiktok came up there's been a re a brainwashing of women too which i think is sad because there's a time in the 60s or even the 70s whereby a woman is raised whereby to be you know a you know a nurturer whereby she wants to help build a home build a man build a family build their children that was something that was innate in her right but nowadays in this culture this tiktok instagram generation women are not being raised like that they don't have that kind of you know, societal reinforcement yeah, to no, say no. woman is a helpmate. Even the Bible says woman is a helpmate. It's to help the man. It's for them to build together. Every time I post on women being together, I get attacked all the time. Women, I don't want to build with no man. He needs to have his own stuff. But who you want to who do you want to build him up to the level you want? Yeah. So that you want another woman to build him up to the level you want. So you just come and just enjoy the benefits of that. That's not how it should work, right? So I'm hoping there's a woman watching right now. You know, I just want to say to you that as a black sister, especially, you know, I don't think you need to feel like you need a man to take care of you. Right? I think you're also capable of making your money and making your own decisions, you know, and also to it's always best as a help me that I believe in the Bible that you're going to meet somebody that you both bring something to the table. It doesn't have to be money, equal money, but you bring something to the table so that you both can build something great together. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I want to say before I ask this last question about his wife, when I went on the website and the pages and stuff, I do want to be clear. I don't want nobody thinking like, like, oh, his wife ain't dripped out. His wife, <laughs> she she be dressing nice. She looks nice, like straight up. So so you you definitely, so even though she isn't someone who's always won all the designer drip, she dresses nice. She looks nice, all that. So um, so I, I love that about y'all. Uh, man, so we got to wrap up, but I definitely want to uh, ask this last question. So just in the era that we're in right now, um, so does Vonza have any plans to leverage AI in your business or in software in the near future? Yes, we do. So we're already using AI now, especially in our tracking yeah. and uh, the data for our customers. We're using AI on that. Then we're building an AI tool now for kind of a chat GBT for, yeah. for courses and creations so that you just, okay, I want to create a course of podcasting, can write out your outline, your your description, Ooh. everything, yeah. So building that right now. Let me find out, Texas New Black, we need to go ahead. <laughs> we might need to go, I'm a, we might have to go ahead and get on bonds. I was looking at it, I was like, hold on, we, we kind of need this. Why not? You, you can't be like, tech is a new black and using a white boy's tech program, right? Oh, man, come you, on now. Come on now, you got to rep the culture now, come <laughs> on. So, so it's natural, right? Yeah, so we're using AI on that too. Then also too, uh, one of the things we're working on too is that want to be our own merchant, right? Because right now we use Stripe, yeah. right? Stripe makes a lot of money off us. Because mm. that 2.9%, that adds up when you're yes. processing millions of dollars a year. So again, the way I think, why not us? So that's the next thing we're doing now to kind of be our own merchant, you know, so we don't have to be paying Stripes all this money and that stays with us. Then once we release that, then off, then I want to go into banking soon. Because that's one of the secret of Shopify. A lot of people don't know that. Shopify, 
I think about 20 something billion dollars market valuation. Their bulk of their income is not from subscriptions. It's from the mentioned services that they offer. A lot of people don't know that Shopify is pretty much oh, a wow. bank. Yeah. That was at, the, at least 50 to 60% of their revenue is from these dimension services they do, the capital, the loans, all of the stuff they do. People don't know. Shopify, 70% of their income come from their banking services. A lot of people don't know that. It's no subscription. I heard something similar about uh, Starbucks as well. Starbucks too. Yeah, I heard that, that they're actually, like they operate like a bank in some ways and that's actually where a lot of their revenue come from, comes from. And I'm like, man, it's so interesting how we think on the surface level like what people's number one money is with their yeah. business, but it's like realizing on the back end, no, there's actually something else they're doing. And that's really how they make their real money. I'm telling you, bro. Even right now, as of this morning, I was looking at my Stripe. They try to know, hey, Vons, I want to give you half a million dollars in loan that you pay off in the loan, but the interest is going to be about $58,000. Oh. You see what I'm saying? And in a year. They want to be paid off in a year, in a year? because they take on um, 25% off everything processed through your platform so that they get their money back. So when I did the math, they could really get paid off in less than a year, but then it's $58,000 they're making. So you see our Stripe, our banks, our financial institutions make money. Bro, for another episode, banks are the only institution that can make money off a single customer in five different ways and is legal. Man. All right. <laughs> Yo, dude, um, your story has been so inspiring. Yeah. Uh, really inspired me a lot. Um, there's some stuff I'm working on on the back end uh, that I'll probably uh, end up hitting you up about. But this this is really insightful even for me. Um, and so, man, let me know in the comments what y'all think about this. Uh, dude, thank you so much. I'm, I'm happy that your wife reached out. And yeah. I'm happy that I also was able to see you and I was able to make that connection. And, Sorry, I was, bro. and that's kind of woman the brother needs. Yes, that's, that's true. For a, a wife who is like, like, she sees she's something. Like, she's like, my hobby needs to be on that show. Yeah. Now the woman that always talking about, when are we going on vacation? When, I'm, when are you going to buy me that Louis Vuitton bag? Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. But woman that always want to push her husband forward. You know, I'm not going to... <laughs> I, I was I was at a tech conference a couple. I was at actually Gary V's conference, and I was talking to this young woman who was she was complaining about her boyfriend, and he's very successful. But she was saying how she was saying how she feels like he's not in certain rooms, and she she was like, I feel like he should be here and he should be there, and and it's so crazy hearing you say this. I'm like, man. She hasn't been trying to help him get in those rooms. Like she's literally out there networking for mm -hmm. herself. She's all oh, out here talking about my business. I'm trying to get connections and do all these things. And I'm like, man, it's like the mindset of a wife is a mindset. It's like, yo, he's back home working and he's making sure everything's good. And he even paid for her to be out there. And it's mm -hmm. like the mindset of a wife is, hey, while I'm out here talking about my business, let me also get connections for my man as well. So that way he can be in these rooms and he can get better things. So I love you mentioning that. I think that's that's really just insightful. And, and it's crazy, I wouldn't even think about that, but that, that's true. Your wife reaching out, her going out of her way, being like, yo, my husband should be on your platform. Like her believing in you, her supporting yeah. you and investing in you. I love that so much. Yeah, thank you. That's got me a little emotional. So let's wrap up. <laughs> yeah, I see that. Yeah, y'all see. Y'all can see. He getting teary eyed. Yeah. He getting teary eyed. That's a beautiful thing. Yo, we, yeah. we, we love that. Um, I know but, in this, in bro, this I day and age. Say time. Yeah, we have to go to a woman right there. You know, I don't, because sometimes society have also provide, made men to be like a macho or whatever. There's something that happens to a man 
when the woman he loves believes in him yeah there's something that happens on the inside when the woman believes in him so much that she's ready to go through thick and whatever for him yeah it's, it's amazing. Why won't you succeed when you know somebody's your cheerleader, believes Ooh. in you, will sell our shoes to help you pay for registration to a conference if that's where you want to go and you can't afford it? Come on. She will do whatever because she believes in you. 